Welcome to the Coach's Preview Show. I'm Darren Joins, Williamson County Schools Athletic Director. Happy to have my special guest today, Coach Paul Derrick, Nolensville High School Head Football Coach, and Franklin High School Offensive Coordinator, Andrew Holcomb. Gentlemen, thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Uh, tonight's game's obviously not a region matchup, but still an intriguing one since it involves two Williamson County schools. And it does, I think, because of the nature of the crowds in, in our county, have a region or playoff feel. Uh, and it's also the first, two time, or the first time the schools have met. Coach Derek, did you schedule this game for those reasons? It's a county game. Mm -hmm. It'll have a region kind of feel. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, Williamson County's atmosphere, um, every school you go to is like, I mean, it's unmatched. So we, it we definitely wanted to give our kids that experience, you know, playing, not playing in that region with those other schools and, you know, being 4A and kind of having to play some different schools. That was something I felt was important or we felt was important to, to you know, give our kids a taste of that because, you know, eventually that's where, where we're going to be playing if we continue to grow. And, uh, yeah, so that was definitely why we decided to do now it. You guys are obviously undefeated 8-0 uh, coming into tonight's game. But does this one feel like, because you said you mentioned 4 and 6A, do you feel like you're playing with the house's money a little bit? Or you're going, no, this is another game. We're trying to be 9-0. and no, Anything but a win, we're disappointed. No, we, yeah, we're, we're going to treat like every other week, man. You know, we know the challenges that Franklin will, will uh, pose for us. And, you know, going on the road, playing there, it's a fun place to play. It'll be a great atmosphere. It'll, it'll be a challenge. So we're, we're preparing like every other week. Coach Holcomb, before we talk about tonight's game, tell our audience a little bit about your coaching background, not only at Franklin, but even before that. Uh, well, I uh, originally started in Rutherford County, so I was at Riverdale High School for four years, uh, coaching defense mainly there, different positions, and then uh, was at Smyrna High School for an additional four years. Um, there, stayed on defense side of the ball, and then defense coordinator for Shelbyville for one year, and then Coach Webb called me after that first year and it was just a great opportunity to join his staff. Did you guys know each other? A little bit. Uh, like, we always scrimmaged Smyrna, and we played. Uh, when I was at Smyrna, we played Franklin in uh, a couple of different years. So had a different background with him, and a couple of guys I know really well know him as well. What about head coaching aspirations? Not that we're trying to bump Coach Webb <laughs> out, but at Franklin or otherwise, do you have head coaching aspirations, or is that something you don't really think about? I mean, I would love to at some point with a good opportunity, but I love Franklin, and I love where I'm at right now, so uh, I'm enjoying every day. Coach Derek, a lot of firsts this year for Nolensville. Every week we seem to say on our show that we do with, I do with Tate, 3-0 uh, and o for the first time, 4-0 and o for the first time, 5-0 and o for the, all, all the yeah. way down to 8-0, to and o, and then uh, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but first time you beat Maplewood, they've kind of been a thorn in your side. You yep. knocked them off this past week. Talk about how special this year's been so far there at Nolensville. I mean, it's been very special. Uh, this group has, you know, worked very, very hard uh, to get where we're at. Um, they've done everything coaches have asked them to do. They really bought into to what we've uh, been preaching and, you know, talking about just trying to get better every week and focusing on ourselves. And, you know, it's just a testament to, to the coaching staff and to the kids especially. You know, and you guys, and, and we're definitely planning on having a, a game day out there soon. Sweet, yeah. That atmosphere. At oh, Nolensville. Yeah. I, I was told that I, I came out for the Watertown game, mm -hmm. and man, your yeah. students are really into it. Yeah, our, our band director, uh, Benjamin Easley, he's you know one of the best around, and he does a great job of, of kind of help create that atmosphere, mm -hmm. and, and the student section really gets in, gets involved, and they really buy into to what he's doing. So, you know, it's a special place, and you know, we're just fortunate to, to get to run out on that field every, every Friday night and, and play. You know, something I had never seen, and I was told this, but I, it still took me by back a little bit was how at halftime, 
the students, now Coach Holcomb, but this is really true, <laughs> the students stay out and cheer and participate in a lot of ways with the band during their yeah, performance at yeah. that time. We, we played it. I've never seen anything like it. Yep, yep. They did, did it at Summit last year, too. Went down there and, and ran to the other side of the field, actually. I joke all the time that, you know, we're, we're a band school. We're not a football <laughs> school, not a basketball school. We're a band school. You know, they're phenomenal. <laughs> I don't know. Being 8-0, I think football's, <laughs> football's on the rise. Coach Holcomb, what's the mindset of the Rebels right now? You guys are obviously sitting at 3-5, and five, but the playoffs, I mean, I can say this. I'm, the, I'm not involved. They're pretty much locked up. Either you went beat Dixon County in week uh, 10 for you guys or a loss by Centennial to Brentwood. One of those is probably going to happen. Uh, but still still a lot to play for for you guys, right? Uh, yes, sir. I mean, we try to tell our kids to try to get better every day, and that's kind of what we want to focus on. Uh, you forget about your record, and you just worry about every practice, every rep in a practice. If you can get better each day and your record is what it is. I mean, there ain't no hiding from it at this point. But, you know, we played some tough games and we've had some, you know, hard fought games that didn't go our way. Uh, but you got to forget about it at this point and win the game at hand, win the practice at hand, and try to get better so you can finish the season and hopefully, you know, turn it the right way. Don't you think being, you're playing Nolensville, a really good team, a county team, that that does help, though? If you were looking at, no offense to them, if you were looking at McGavick this week, instead of Nolensville, don't you think potentially it could feel a little bit different? Well, I mean, they're, they're a great team, so Coach has done a great job with them. So any time you have a quality opponent, if you can have any kind of success, you can build off of it. Uh, so if we, if we can have success Friday and we can build that into next week's practice and hopefully do the same thing against Dixon County. Now, Coach Derek, I'm sure you know this, and I bet you watch all those shows that I do with Tate. But uh, <laughs> right. one, one of those things that uh, we talked about early on was your background as, a, as a, an assistant coach, a coordinator, mm -hmm. and how it really prepared you to be a head coach. And he, he had mentioned this, which I thought was really a compliment to you, that you didn't take just any job. You waited and waited and said, you know, I still want to be an assistant coach. I'm still learning. And then when you got your opportunity, man, you've really taken off as a head coach. So talk about your experience and how that's helped you as a head coach. Sure. So my mindset, you know, I've always had aspirations to be a head coach. It's always been a goal of mine. But um, I always felt like, you know, just do the best job you can in the situation you're in, whether that was being a receivers coach when I was a non-faculty coach at Father Ryan or, you know, being the defensive coordinator at Ravenwood. Um, I just tried to do the best I could. And I just felt like if I worked hard and I did, you know, the best I could at whatever I was doing, that those opportunities would come. So I never was really going out and looking for head coaching jobs. I just felt like, you know, if you do what you're supposed to do and you work hard, you know, those opportunities would come. Which is kind of what you were talking about earlier too, Coach Holcomb. And one thing about football that I really like, uh, and, and you can do this in basketball and some other sports too, but really when you're a coordinator, you're sort of a head coach of that side sure. of the ball, right, yep. Coach Holcomb? Yeah, I mean, that that definitely, and it obviously depends on your head coach and how involved they are on each side of the ball. And I've got a great head coach, and he does a great job. But, you know, when I, like the last couple of years when I've been running the defense, he's let me completely run the defense, and he feels confident in me. He's got faith in me to do that. And you do, you control the practice, you plan the practice, you do all the game plan for it. Uh, so it is, it's your responsibility to make your side of the ball successful. Well, and I'm glad you brought that up because it leads me to my next question. What was that conversation like with Coach Webb? Because you were the defensive coordinator the past two years, right? Yes, sir. And then now you moved to offense. What was that discussion like when you guys talked about that? Uh, me and Coach Webb, are, we're around each other all the time. We're both teaching similar subjects. We see each other every day. Uh, so we talk in the off season all the time, and we're always looking for the best thing for our football team. 
and we felt like, you know, through our conversations that it'd be a good opportunity for me, good opportunity for our team uh, to try to, I guess, you know, switch roles in essence uh, and give our chance, give our team another a different opportunity for success. Coach Derek, let's, let's talk a little bit more now about <laughs> tonight's game. Mm -hmm. What are the challenges for you guys specifically in moving up in class, so to speak? Because there are some differences, right? Sure, absolutely. Talk um, about those. Well, obviously, you know, Lanning's a 6A team, you know, they're bigger school, more bodies. Um, a lot of those 6A teams are able to two platoon. I'm not sure how, how y'all do it, Coach. No, but, no. Okay, y'all aren't that, <laughs> no. not that fortunate. Okay. No, not there. So I, I, where we're at, that's kind of the first thing when you, when you play against those teams that you look at is, is the depth. Yep. Um, and then when talking about Franklin specifically, I mean, I mean, what can you say? They're well coached, uh, hard, hard nosed, physical, discipline, uh, multiple fronts on defense, uh, big up front, uh, want to run the football on offense. Um, you know, and they're good in the kicking game. So, uh, you know, they, they, they have a lot of challenges that we'll have to be ready for. Uh, but I think the number one thing is, is, is their size, their physicality, and then, you know, the potential that they could have a little more depth than we have. And Coach Holcomb, don't let that full 4A fool you, right? This is a pretty darn good football team regardless yeah, I mean, of class. Knowles was a great football team, and I mean every aspect of the of the game they're good at. Just like I mean, coaches good offense, defense, special teams. They're well coached, and they've got great players on. You know, what he lacks in depth, maybe those kids that are playing both sides of the ball for him are great players. Like number eight, he's a great player. Every side of the ball, anywhere he's on the field, he's a great yeah, player. No so. doubt about it. Coach Derek, obviously, if we talk Nolensville offense, you got to yep. start with Gallardi at quarterback. He's obviously had a great year for you, Ryan Pastulka. At running back, mm -hmm. talk about those guys and what they mean to your offense. Yeah, I mean, I think our offense, you know, I think it's no secret that it goes through number 11. Uh, Riders are special players, done a phenomenal job for us this year, uh, kind of building off of what he did last year. Um, so, you know, he, he's, he's a great trigger man. And then you got, you know, Ryan Pistolka in the run game. Uh, he's done a great job coming in. And then I'll mention uh, Samson Johnson as well. Uh, I think those guys kind of complement each other really, really well with their styles. Uh, so, to me, it's almost like having, you know, one back that can do, you know, a lot of different things with those two. Now, you may not know this, but Tate and I are always, we have the Samson Johnson touchdown watched. Because he had, <laughs> I did he, not know that. He had scored a touchdown each week, and then he didn't have one, but then he had two the next week. Yeah, he caught back up. Uh, huh? <laughs> we talk about him being maybe the best freshman in this county. Uh, I Obviously mean, special. Yeah, he's special, very special. He does things, a lot of natural things, natural runner. Um, and he's a great kid. I mean, just a, a great kid to coach. And, you know, very, very excited that he's had some success, success this year. And let's talk about number eight, who uh, Coach Holcomb <laughs> mentioned, uh, Tim Kutras. And to me, uh, and I, again, I can say this, I'm outside looking in. I don't really see how they keep him out of the Mr. Football finalist. I, I really don't. What he can do for you guys, yeah. and it's on both sides of the ball, right? Correct. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's one of the best two-way players in the state, I don't, regardless of classification. I mean, what he's done, not only this year, but last year. Um, you know, he's very, very productive uh, on both sides of the ball. You know, he's got seven interceptions on defense, almost you know, over 500 yards receiving, I think seven or eight touchdowns on offense. Uh, you know, he's just he's a, he's a, a matchup problem on offense, and then we just find ways to, to move him around a little bit on defense, and then he finds the ball itself. So he's a phenomenal player. Hey, and I'm looking for some inside information here. I know he's committed to Liberty, but I saw there was an offer from Missouri that, that, that got a lot of people's attention. Yep. You yep. guys had a conversation about that? I'm sure you have. Yeah, we did. We did. I think he's going to go up there for a visit and check it out. Um, but at this time, you know, he's still committed to Liberty. So uh, we'll wait and see what happens with that Missouri visit. Obviously, he's getting the, the attention of a lot of big-time programs. Coach Holcomb, been a lot of talk this year about that quarterback position and how you guys went with uh, – 
Guy Lipscomb early on, and, and I've talked to Coach Webb about this a lot. I feel like, and again, you, you correct me, you're the expert here, <laughs> that the fact that you guys started with Lipscomb, it almost made Nichols better when he got back because people were so focused on Guy. Do, do you think there's any truth to that, that it made Josh better than if he would have just started the year off at quarterback? Well, it definitely, I think, took some pressure off of him. Uh, wherever Guy goes, he takes the pressure. <laughs> if he takes a snap, he's taking all the looks. Uh, but we hand him the ball. He's got 11 eyeballs, 11 hats <laughs> looking at him all the time. Uh, so wherever, wherever he can go to alleviate, it's going to alleviate pressure on any other position. Receivers, quarterback, offensive line. There's plays we look and the offensive line blocks great. And there's plays we look and the offensive line may have missed a couple blocks, but it didn't matter because he either put his foot in the ground and got around it or he ran over somebody to get through it. And, I mean, everywhere he goes, he makes somebody else look better. So in that regard, yes, sir, it did. And before last week's tough loss to Brentwood, obviously they're a great team, had to be pleased with how the offense has improved. You went from averaging 15 points a game to 29 points per game once you made that switch. So it's obviously worked out great for you guys. Uh, is it a challenge? And I've, I've wondered this too, because I, I was at that Centennial game and Guy was obviously physically drained. You got him on offense, you got him on D. He's doing everything for you. Is it a challenge for you as the coordinator to not just try to give him the ball every play? Well, it is. <laughs> Get back I in mean, there, guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is because, you know, you look at it every time. And, if, like, it was funny you say that because one of his long runs against Centennial, I'm going, you know, to get the iPad to try to look at the next series. And one of the kids that plays defense, he goes, Coach, that was a great play call. I said, well, every time I give number two the ball, it's a great play call. <laughs> every time I do because he's got the potential to do that. Uh, and, you know, you've got you to gotta be knowledgeable of him. And we talk on the sideline all the time, you know, are you good? Like there's sometimes he looks and I say, man, I, I know you don't look good, but you're still great for us right now. So I need you to go. <laughs> Coach Webb does the same thing with him on defense. There's sometimes, you know, we look at him over there and he's trying to get water and, hey, man, we, we need you to go back out there. So, uh, but he is, he's been a warrior for us all year. But, you know, and the same way he takes pressure off everybody else, we've got to find ways uh, offensively to take pressure off of him as well. Uh, and when we've had success, we've done that. And when we've not had success, a lot of times it's because of that. Talk about your young offensive linemen, Fisher Anderson, Jason Amser, and even some of those younger skill guys you have. My thought was that this year you'd see improvement maybe throughout the season, which you have. And then next year, not that you're looking to next year, but you've got some good young kids that are playing on both sides of the ball too. We do. Uh, and we've got a pretty good mix of, you know, a core group of older guys that are major contributors on their side. And then we've got a large group of underclassmen that are kind of probably the majority of their side of the ball. Uh, they may not be the key guy in a spot mm -hmm. here or there, but there's a lot of them that contribute. Uh, and a lot of them have done a great job, you know, throughout the year doing their part. Let's talk defense a little bit. Coach Derek, you guys, and I had to do a double take on this. You're giving up six points per game. That's how many points, including two short shutouts. 14's a high for the year in terms of what any offense has done. And that may even been a game where it was a scoop and score, interception and score. So really it could be lower than this. Uh, your defense has obviously been really good so far this year. Yeah, I mean, I told those guys that, you know, they've created a standard by the way they've played in those first, you know, three, four ball games, and that's kind of what we've been preaching ever since then is this, is just play to the standard. You know, that if they do that, then every, a lot of things will, will take care of themselves. So, you know, it's really, you know, nothing that, that we've done. It's just uh, hats off to the kids for, for play, playing hard and, and, and buying into to doing your job uh, and then playing to that standard. And Mr. Rickert, 
Yeah. He <laughs> what had, what he, a game, huh? He had a defensive lineman's <laughs> dream game last week, right, Coach? Two touchdowns? Yeah. <laughs> On senior night. He's, <laughs> and he's a senior. So, I mean, yeah, he picked, had a, had a uh, pass, intercepted, returned for a touchdown, and then literally took the, the ball off the punter's foot for <laughs> yes. another touchdown. So Pretty crazy. Very, very happy for, for him. What a night. Obviously, you've got Mr. Interception back there, Kutris. And yeah. I, you know what I like, Coach? And we talked about this at length, too. Uh, you could have had that third shutout, but I really liked – I thought you had a class move against Glencliff uh, uh, where they scored, right? Yep. The penalty, it was going to be – they were going to bring it back. Right. But you chose to decline it. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, and I, I can't take all the credit for that. Uh, one of my assistant coaches, Pat Kern, was we were kind of walking past each other on the sideline, and he was like, hey, man, just decline it. And I was like, decline it? I was like, can you even do that? So I went down and asked the official, and uh, he, he said, I want to decline it. He said – you wanted to decline, and I said, yeah. And so, and it was just, you know, it just felt like the right thing to do uh, in the moment. Um, you know, that was the loud, I joked, that was the loudest our, our crowd cheered all night is when they, when they scored that touchdown. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty special. Well, and I've seen situations, because people were telling me about, you know, the crowd cheering. Uh, you've seen people in a mocking kind of way do that. Obviously, Glencliff didn't even know if they were going to have enough people to play right, you. Right, right. Uh, but when the folks wrote about it in the newspaper, you could tell it was one no, of those was, things to yeah. say, Hey, we appreciate what you're going through. Yep. We're happy for you that you scored. So I thought it was a class move all the way around for your school. It was. Our entire community, uh, I think, showed what they're all about that night. Coach Holcomb, defense, uh, and I bet you do. You and Coach Webb still talk a lot of defense, even though you've moved to the offensive side, right? Yes, sir. We t I mean, we talk every day uh, schematically, practice-wise, bounce ideas off each other. It makes both of us better, to be honest. Uh, so, yes, sir, we talk about everything pretty much. And then, you know, one of the things that Coach Webb mentioned to me uh, before you guys uh, played Brentwood, that he wasn't, hadn't been real happy with the tackling, especially going into the Centennial game. He thought it had improved there. Did you see, even though, I mean, obviously Brentwood was a tough opponent, did you see some areas of improvement uh, with the defense that night, or was it kind of hard to find it with such a, a big difference on the scoreboard? Well, and just like Coach Butt, when you, when you lose a game, you're still going to have positives in it, no matter what the game is. And no matter how bad the loss is or how big the win is, there's going to be bad things and, you know, big wins, and there's going to be good things and bad losses. So, I mean, we saw you can see individual players getting better. I, I think not taking words from him, I think he'd rather see the team get together and tackle more as a unit. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think we're still struggling at times to do that. Um, but we do have bright spots and kids effort-wise and technique-wise that is getting better. Uh, so we try to focus on them and then try to get them together and understand more of a team defense and how they all fit in the, in the defense together. Talk about John Kirkpatrick. Uh, this week picked up an offer from the Naval Academy, right? Yes, sir. Um, and he's playing defense for you. He's running the ball in short-yarded situations. Long snapper, is that what he's going to do at the next level? Is that what he's planning on um, doing? Or? I think it's both. I think they're looking for somebody uh, that can snap the football, and they're looking for somebody that can help them defensively as well. So I think the fact that he can long snap just increases his chances on, you know, somebody needing that and getting kind of a dual player in that role. Uh, so he's done a great job. I mean, John, John throughout the offseason has been a leader. Um, you know, he's played since he was a sophomore, so he's got a lot of reps on this team, a lot of game experience. So he can kind of bring uh, guys along with him. Uh, defensively, he's seen, you know, I mean, he's seen offensively pretty much what you're going to see at this point as an inside linebacker. He's played multiple positions for us on defense. Uh, and he's an unselfish kid, which shows that. He goes defensive end when you want him to or when you need him to. He goes inside linebacker. He's played outside linebacker. Yeah. 
Um, and same thing for us on offense. He'll block, you know, he'll run, you know, downhill for us. He'll do whatever he needs to do. In a different way, that sounds a lot like coaches for you guys. Yeah. Do whatever's required, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. He just loves playing the game, man. And, you know, and talking about Kirkpatrick getting that offer from the Naval Academy, that's one thing I've noticed about being in this county. I mean, you can't just go to one of those places. I mean, you've got to have the grades academically. You've got to be a player. I, I'm, I'm amazed at how many of those yes, kids yep. in this area uh, go to those particular schools. Let's talk about last week's game. Nowensville, you guys went to 8-0, 4-0 in the league with that big game limit. I know you're thinking about Franklin right now, but I've been thinking about that Marshall <laughs> County game for a while. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, next week, it'll determine the region championship. Mm -hmm. uh, we talked about big night for uh, Mr. Rickert. Uh, talk about this, and I know you try, always try to find positives and negatives. It was big for you guys to beat Maplewood. They've been a thorn in your side. No question. I think you guys were, by my calculations, 0-4. Both right. years you've made the playoffs, mm -hmm. they've eliminated you. Mm -hmm. And you got that monkey off your back, 23-10 win. Uh, that had to feel pretty good. Oh, yeah, for, for everybody, man, for our kids, our staff, for me. I mean, it was no secret that those guys have, you know, we struggled against them and finally got over the hump, and that was, that was good to see. What about this? And I thought this was something that you probably talked to your team about if you were going to try to poke holes in your performance. It was a great performance. But you did have 12 penalties, I think. Yep. Did you guys talk about that? Yep. We talked about it during the game. We talked about <laughs> it after the game. We've been talking about it this week. So, um, you know, we want to be – a disciplined football team and you know I think you know going back to talking about you know our history with Maplewood and, and maybe how bad we wanted to win that game yeah. I think you know we played a little bit out of character at times and maybe a little more undisciplined than, than we normally would so that's something that we uh, we definitely addressed this week. Well you stole one of my next thoughts that's what I was going to say I thought that might be the case uh, the excitement of that game but still worked out great for you guys with that 23-10 win. Brent Wood 33-7 winners over Franklin and coach uh, and this is no offense to your team, but I, I walked out there because I, I was at that particular game. There was an obvious size difference between your two teams. Did you? I'm sure you noticed too. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you look when you get out there, and they're they're a great football team. They are, uh, you know. And Coach Crawford and his staff do an outstanding job over there. And their kids, you know, you can tell their kids put in time in the weight room, and they're good-looking kids. You know, they're well-built kids, and. Not only are they good-looking kids, they do their job in everything they do. There's not, a, there's not one aspect uh, of their program where you say, well, here's the deficiency right here, so this is really what we're going to take advantage of. There's really not that. You may have a good matchup at some point, but it's not going to be schematically for the most part. They're going to be solid everywhere they are. Yep. Well, he would say the same thing about you guys, too, I know. A poor start for the Rebels that night. You had a three and out to start the game, and then really uncharacteristically the snap over Burr's head, so you go down 2 nothing, uh, and then they come down and score to take a 9 nothing lead, and it seemed like you just couldn't get out of that hole the rest of the night. Well, and that's been not just that game. That's been part of our problems throughout the year in multiple games is slow starts. You know, slow start, and whether it be coming out on offense, coming out on defense, you know, going way back to the Riverdale game, same thing. Uh, and we've got to do a better job starting the game off with positives, you know, sustaining drives, getting stops, doing that so we can make ourselves more competitive early so it doesn't get, you know, some, sometimes a game, especially on the kids' mind, it feels like you're getting more out of hand than it is. Yeah. You try to tell your kids, well, even at that point, okay, it's only, you know, two-possession game. It's not that big a deal. But in a kid's mind, it's harder for him to rationalize, you know, if it feels like, you know, it's getting ran away with a little bit. You know, obviously it was late in the game, uh, but you had to be pretty pleased with the play of Connor Bevan. 
He comes yeah. in, goes 10 for 13. By my calculations, 101 yards and a touchdown. He did have an interception. But that's got to bode well for the future, too, having Connor have such a nice game. Yes, sir. And, and it's, it's competition with them all the time, and they know that. It's every, every position on our position on our field is like that. Uh, offensive line, defensive line, linebackers, wherever it is, there's competition. And him and Josh compete every day uh, in practice. And, it shows that, you know, he does prepare all week and he, he missed no beat when I told him right away. Uh, he was in the next drive and took command of the huddle and ran the offense, you know, without, we didn't change anything. I didn't say, you know, I, I got to go in and we got to hand the ball off. He did a great job throwing it and made good decisions for us. Coach Derek, let's talk about tonight's game in terms of keys. What are some keys for you offensively and defensively to be successful tonight against Franklin? Yeah, I think offensively, you know, we got to take care of the football. Uh, and then we got to execute at a higher level than we have in, in the previous weeks. Uh, and then, you know, defensively, you know, I think it's stopping the run. Uh, I think it's trying to match their physicality. Um, and I think it's uh, in the kicking game just trying to, you know, field position has been something that's been a big deal for us, being able, whether it be um, being able to kick it in the end zone and have a touchback or flipping the field on punts. So I think those would be the keys in all three phases. And you've right. got some, and I think I know the answer to this, but I'll ask it anyway. You've got some great leadership on your team. No danger and maybe looking ahead a little bit. Of, if, you, if you had to remind the players, hey, look, we're not playing Marshall County this week. <laughs> or the fact that it's Franklin and they're wanting to prove, hey, we could play in the 6A league if we wanted to or if we had to as well. Have you had to have that discussion at all? No. I mean, we, like, again, we've just approached it like every other week. And uh, if anything, you know, our kids are excited to go play in that Williamson County atmosphere. And I've told them I've gotten to coach over there to a couple different games. And then it's a, it's a phenomenal place to go play a football game. Coach, what about for the Rebels tonight? Offensively and defensively, what are a couple of keys for you guys to be successful? Well, I think defensively, your key is always to limit explosive plays. Uh, you know, you know, you got to identify people that can beat you quick, just like we talk about with number eight. And you know, you got to take focus there. Make them drive the field is always a key defensively. And offensively for us, it's to maintain success. You know, we we show flashes in drive to drive, but a lot of times when we struggle, it's because we can't maintain it. I tell them all the time, I tell them in practice all the time, turn one play into two great plays. Turn two great plays into a drive, you know, and turn it into a touchdown, finish that. And that's what we got to do to have success is we've got to turn one good play into multiple good plays and try to finish drives down the field and maintain that success throughout the night. Well, we know it's going to be a great atmosphere. We've picked a great game for the WCTV game of the week. I know it's homecoming for Franklin this week, which I know that can be a distraction sometimes, oh, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure no one's talking about that, guys. They put us at the homecoming game. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> we definitely didn't. We didn't decide that. But. It's funny. The coaches sometimes are the last ones to pick yeah, that, right? Exactly. You're right. You're right. So. I really appreciate you guys being here, taking yeah. time out of your busy, busy schedule. We'll see you next time on the Coaches Preview Show.